Hey friends, and welcome to episode 184 of It's About Time, a podcast sharing stories and strategies to inspire better work, life, and balance. I'm your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick, and today we're going to talk about total calendar chaos. You know, the feeling when you look at your calendar and everything feels totally out of control. There's so much going on that you can barely keep track of all of it. And maybe you've already missed some appointments or you feel like you have no time to actually get things done because you're running from meeting to meeting or event to event. But let's be real. This wouldn't be a podcast about better work, life, and balance if we just focused on the problems, right? That's why in this episode, we're talking about one of the best ways to take control of the calendar chaos. And that's with a calendar audit, which is very similar to a time study. Now, I know when you hear the word audit, you might be thinking of something that has to do with crunching numbers, which if you're not a numbers person, I know how this can sound. Maybe a little bit boring, or maybe it sounds scary, like the thought of being audited by the IRS. But have no fear, a calendar audit, time study, whatever you want to call it, Even though it sounds like a whole thing, it's actually pretty simple and very powerful. And fortunately, it really doesn't have that much to do with numbers at all. Instead, a calendar audit is all about looking at where your time is going, how you're actually spending your minutes and hours, and okay, so maybe there is a small side of numbers to go along with it. There are a few tiny things that will need some number crunching. With most audits, there's some kind of a formula that you have to follow, but a calendar audit is much less cookie cutter. You see, your calendar, your calendar, isn't going to look like your best friend's calendar or your coworker's calendar. We've all got different looking lives, even when it comes to what we put in our calendars. So instead of following a hard and fast formula, I'm gonna share a few simple guidelines some questions you can ask yourself to help you get where you want to go. A calendar audit all depends on the person doing it, and most importantly, what they value. And if you're wondering what in the world I'm talking about, I'm going to cover everything you need to know about calendar audits in today's episode. Plus, I'm going to walk you through step-by-step, and by the end, you'll feel inspired to grab your calendar and get started ASAP. So keep listening to find out why doing a calendar audit is a super effective way to control your calendar chaos. I'll talk about what exactly a calendar audit is and how to do one. You'll learn how to figure out where on earth all of your time is going by doing your own calendar audit. And I'll share that step-by-step guide to using your calendar audit to take back your time whenever life feels totally crazy. And because I know you're trying to make the most of your time and you're listening in the car while you're running errands, or maybe you're doing stuff around the house, I know it might be a little inconvenient to stop what you're doing and take notes. So don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details and lessons learned from this episode over in the show notes, plus links to any of the resources I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 184. All right, it's about time we get started, so let's get this show on the road. 
You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. All right, so let's dive right into combating the calendar chaos. The first time I learned about the concept of a calendar audit was in Laura Vanderkam's book, 168 Hours. If you've been around for a bit, you know that 168 Hours is one of my favorite time management books of all time, and I was absolutely fangirling when Laura herself agreed to write an endorsement and blurb about my book, Time Management Essentials. In 168 Hours, Laura writes about doing a time study, which is tracking how you're spending your time in 15 to 30 minute increments, regardless if those activities are on your calendar. Because a lot of times, even though we're the ones moving through our days, sometimes when we get stuck in default mode, we don't actually realize where our time is going. And we can't make effective changes without the awareness of where our time is going. It's kind of like thinking about your money. You're buying groceries. You're making Target runs. You're Amazon priming stuff. And you probably have a pretty good idea of where your money is going, but until you actually categorize your expenses and run the numbers, you can't be totally sure or 100% accurate. So if you want to swap calendar chaos for intentional time management, a calendar audit or a time study is a great start. And one last thing. Are a calendar audit and a time study the same thing? Well, yes and no, but also kind of. A calendar audit is about examining what's on your calendar, and it assumes that your calendar contains an accurate representation of how you're spending your time. Your meetings, your doctor's appointments, happy hours with friends, kid events, carpools, travel, all the things. If your calendar only has meetings, or it doesn't have all the details, then you might want to do a time study instead. A time study, like I mentioned earlier, is where you track your time in 15 to 30 minute increments to see where your time is going. No calendar involved. I actually go into the details of doing a time study in chapter four of my book, Time Management Essentials. So if you're curious about time study details, I'll link my book for you in the show notes. So let's get into it. What is a calendar audit and how do you do one? Step one, open up your calendar or your planner and categorize your events and appointments. Categories can be things like work, family time, self-care, chores. If you've got a lot of meetings, you might want to break your meetings into different categories, one-on-ones team meetings, department meetings, project meetings. The categories are up to you. It all depends on what you've got on your plate. Whenever I do a calendar audit, I like to categorize my work hours by the different services I offer. One-on-one calls, prep for one-on-one calls, the Next Level Life Accelerator, 
coaching calls in the Next Level Life Accelerator, prep for coaching calls in the Next Level Life Accelerator, the It's About Time Academy, time spent speaking or preparing for speaking engagements, and then time spent doing admin and marketing tasks. Remember, your categories can be whatever makes sense for you. But one tip, try to keep it to no more than five to seven different categories. If you've got too many different categories, things will get confusing. So try to keep it simple and don't overthink it. Step two, it's time to evaluate. Now that you've categorized what's on your calendar, it's time to start asking questions. What's currently on your calendar that makes you feel frustrated or that you want to avoid? What types of things on your calendar do you usually cancel or skip over, blow straight through? What is on your calendar that feels off to you? So often when we're moving from one thing to the next, we don't stop to consider how the things on our calendar really make us feel. So I encourage you to stop and ask yourself these questions to get to the bottom of what's taking your time. Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you want to know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at AnnaDCornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. And on the flip side, what are the things on your calendar that you enjoy or that you look forward to? What is it about those meetings or appointments that you like? What do they have in common? A few months ago, I did a calendar audit with one of my one-on-one time management coaching clients. You see, she felt like she was overloaded and overwhelmed with work meetings and barely had any time to get work done 
during her actual workday. As a result, she was taking her work home in the evenings, which was impacting her ability to be present with her kids and her husband. Plus, she'd pretty much lost all of her time available for hobbies and, you know, not working. So we decided that a calendar audit would be a great way to get all of these meetings under control. What even were all of these meetings? Were they all even necessary? But before we could make changes and rearrange things, we had to understand where the time was going. So she took some time and printed out six weeks of her calendar. Oh yes, pen and paper style. Then she grabbed some highlighters and categorized all of her meetings by type. Some were one-on-one meetings with her individual team members. Some were one-on-one meetings with her supervisors. There were group meetings. There were departmental meetings. There were board meetings, meetings with external partners and stakeholders too. Then for each meeting, she articulated the purpose of the meeting and her specific purpose for attending the meeting. And this was an important step because sometimes we can start attending a meeting or we get invited to a meeting because there's a reason for us to be there. But after a while, we're no longer really needed, but we continue going to this recurring meeting anyway because it's just a part of our routine. Getting clear on the meeting's purpose and her specific purpose made the next set of decisions easier. So I encourage you to do the same during your calendar audit. For every meeting on your calendar, ask yourself, what is the purpose of this? And what is my purpose in this? After we've evaluated and asked those questions, it's time for step three, adjust accordingly. Continuing on with the story of my client with the calendar that was bursting at the seams with meetings, once she analyzed and categorized everything, it was time to take some action, make some change and get some relief. Her next step was to cancel meetings that were no longer needed and delegate meetings that she specifically didn't need to attend. Finally, for the meetings that she did have to keep because they were critical to her job, she looked for opportunities to meet less often, maybe once a week instead of twice a week or every other week instead of every week. Or she shortened meetings, 45 minutes instead of an hour or 20 minutes instead of 30. All of these changes and adjustments to her calendar that were the direct results of doing a thoughtful calendar audit, they gave her hours of her time back each week so she could actually get work done and be more present at home. So after you categorize what's making your calendar crazy, what are your next steps? What can you delete from your calendar altogether because it's no longer useful? What can you delegate to someone else to handle for you? If you can't delete or delegate it, can you meet less frequently or for a shorter amount of time? You'd be surprised what can be accomplished in 20 minutes instead of 30. What can you rearrange to make your days make more sense or make them more efficient? If you've got a bunch of 15 or 30 minute gaps in your schedule, creating super fragmented days where you can't really accomplish much between meetings, Can you adjust your schedule to make some of your meetings back-to-back in order to open up larger blocks for focused work? And then, once you've made your adjustments, what boundaries can you set for yourself so you don't find yourself buried under calendar chaos again in the future? 
The reality is though, your calendar is going to continue to overwhelm you if you don't create boundaries around it. It's time to cut out what doesn't work for you, which events and meetings you're really dreading, and add in more of what makes you think, ooh, I'm excited for that. I know this is a tall order. And when you're already pretty busy, feeling overwhelmed and overloaded, stopping to take a close look at your calendar might feel like it's just one more thing to shove to the bottom of your to-do list. I'll get to that later when I have time. Spoiler alert, there's never time. (laughs) But when you can devote even just a small amount of time to doing something like this, you're going to reap a reward way more than the time you put into it. Seriously, just think about all of the time you could get back by stopping for a sec to review, categorize, analyze, and adjust. Calendar audits like this can be very telling, and they can help give you insight into what matters most to you. Because, friend, when you are living a life led with intention, you can't go wrong. And don't think that you're alone in figuring all this out either. I am right there with you. We're all constantly having to evaluate our priorities and see if our calendars match that. It's an ongoing process, but it's one that's worth doing. If you feel like you might want a little extra help in figuring all that out after listening to today's episode, you might be a perfect fit for the It's About Time Academy. The It's About Time Academy is my group coaching program that gives you community and support along the way to living with intention, getting things done, and spending time on what matters most. Inside the Academy, you'll learn things like how to prioritize your day without feeling overwhelmed, the secret to making better decisions about how to spend your time, how to use your dreams and big ideas to create a vision for the future, and how to set yourself up for success week after week. And for being such an amazing It's About Time listener, I've got a surprise for you. Head over to the show notes and you'll find a two-week free trial to check out the Academy waiting for you. And if group coaching isn't really your thing and you like to learn on your own, at your own pace, be sure to check out my new book, Time Management Essentials. I absolutely think, I know that can help you too. You can grab your copy over at annadcornick.com forward slash book, and I'll definitely link it in the show notes. As always, you can find links to all the resources mentioned, plus a summary of today's episode over in the show notes. And this episode's show notes can be found at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 184. All right, that wraps it up for today. Have a great week, friends, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.